Welcome to the last August edition of the PFF Forecast. We can taste the football. We have a great podcast today because I quote, this is the only way I need to tease it up. That's the largest bet I've ever played in, placed in my life. That's what Judah told me before the podcast started. So it's going to be a good podcast. Let's rock. We got to make the people wait now a little bit. We got to kind of drag it out, maybe do some, uh, you know, do some scuttlebutt before. Um, I realized as well, guys, that we didn't talk about Trey Lance on Sunday. And uh, I have so many Trey Lance takes. So I could do that. I could filibuster with Trey Lance takes, but maybe the people are, are tired of hearing those at this point. You just left that cliffhanger and they heard the guitar riff. They heard the opener. They're all pumped for an intro. And then it just comes to you. It pans in and we're like, let me fire off some Trey Lance takes. I think, I think you got to just let it rip. (laughs) Here's 30 minutes on me after I watched every snap from the preseason on, uh, on Trey Lance. Um, No, but uh, we can, we can get right to it. Um, Welcome anybody that's new to the podcast. We're probably getting a few, new listeners or people that took the summer off and you're starting to get back into the, into the grind. It's great to have you back. Um, if you're not already a member of the printing press forecast, uh, sorry, discord, I should say, um, get yourself involved because that is honestly where I would argue just as much value can be had by being a diligent participant of that community. Um, it's also a lot of fun to follow along. And, uh, last year you got to see Judah hit uh, almost hit two, but did hit one huge same game parlay, which was a lot of fun. Um, great community. The link is in our bios on Twitter. You can also find it in the uh, in the YouTube description down below. All right, let's get to let's get to this market. So, um, Judah, why don't you tee it up for us and talk about this market, and um, that we can get into it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like most normal people aren't uh, going scouring every possible market, but I guess you know this is how I, I spend my free time, just kind of looking through this is i've only found it on DraftKings. uh it is looking at the total point scored which is essentially when you're looking in like your traditional box scores or standings the points for so how many points do you you score and includes defensive touchdowns uh as well as offensive the uh range of teams or, or point totals we've got like on the low end we've got the cardinals at 330 uh and the the Chiefs are at 472. Not a not a huge margin there. Uh, for context, like in 2021, the, the Cowboys led the NFL in points with like 534. Uh, and usually the, the team in, in last uh, is around like between 260 and 280. I'm here sitting on, and it's the first one I see. It's the Arizona Cardinals at 330 points. And I'm like, that's weird. Let me, let me do some digging here. That 330-point total would have finished 11th worst in the NFL, the same number of points as the New Orleans Saints last year. Uh, I think that number was nine in 2021. I'm going to reference 2021 and 2022 because those are the two seasons we have of 17 games. Uh, and 2020 had a bunch of scoring up, whatever. 330 points. Essentially saying this team is going to be a top 20 offense. I don't even know who, like, is it Josh Jobs who's starting? It's like this team has no interest in winning. 
this number I think is off by 70 points. Seven, I, it's, it, I actually can't think of a reason why this is 330. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any ideas, like maybe like there's some rule change I don't know about. Maybe like the projected scoring environment in the league is going to like go up by like 20%. I really can't fathom this line. It's it's the biggest bet I've ever placed. I it's I think seventy points off. There's there's the line. There's the infamous uh, intro. So we, we got there. Yeah, no, it's funny when you sent that over that and a couple others we'll get into. I did immediately think, okay, is there some sort of rule change that we're missing or some reason why these numbers are so high and inflated for a couple bad teams and bad offenses and also teams that I think aren't even going to have like game script or like other factors that play into more points. And the only result you get actually that I got the second result is talking about how scoring was down so much last year. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know what the rationale for it is. Um, the only thing that DraftKings New York has is the total regular season points for every team combined at 12,495 and a half. If you want to pontificate on that a little bit, but, but yeah, I couldn't find any reason why these numbers are so high. Um, and I like three or four that you sent over quite a bit. So I, I'll play a little devil's advocate because I'm with you. Right. So I was in um, I was in Vegas on Monday to sign up for the uh, Circa Millions and, and Survivor. And, um, you know, people were asking me, you know, what do you think about Survivor week one? And it seems like everyone is all on the commanders at, you know, minus seven because of the great Josh Dobbs experiment. To me, the only way you get to this number, the only way you get to the Cardinals being a top 20 offense is if Kyler is coming back a lot earlier than anyone else expects. I would I would even go so far, though, as to say that, say Kyler comes back, I mean, you can't expect him to immediately be, I think, his same self. I think that would be a little, probably a couple games. So is he back to his same self by midseason? And then look around at that the rest of that team. I mean, it is, I, anyone that, anyone with a PFF plus subscription can go take, take a look at this, but if you go to PFF.com and you just click on the Cardinals and you look at their lineup, right. And you see the grades that these players have. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have Kyler Murray, if you have, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, even like, I'm not sure that anyone is going to take this sad group of players and turn them into a top 20 offense. Is this a, well, look, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, is, is absolutely terrible. And like, without him, they will be so much better. I don't know. Um, but that, that seems incredibly rich to me. I mean, it is Marquise Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz and, and, and James Connor, like with a pretty, you know, average to below average offensive line. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but to play devil's advocate, it's like, does Kyler come back and light the world on fire? Right. Yeah, I've I've also like been pretty adamant that like I think the the Kyler Murray's not playing this year take is wrong and like he has every incentive uh, mm-hmm. to to play this year. But like I can go on with like different reasons why I like this bet. Like the Cardinals have also been playing with at an incredible pace with Cliff Kingsbury as coach. They're running more plays. Than like that's not happening this year. They still only scored three hundred forty points last season. That was with Kyler Murray. Take away DeAndre Hopkins. Take away his mobility. Uh, all of these things, I really just don't see a case, even if Kyler Murray comes back. Uh, it's all, I, I will also say, like, variance in the NFL is extremely high, right? Like, nobody would have thought that Geno Smith uh, would just come onto the scene and, like, 
the Seahawks, I mean, people didn't have the Seahawks as a playoff team. Uh, but like that's the sort of thing that's baked into an NFL price. I don't think we'll ever get a lower variance bet than this, which is a team that clearly has no interest in winning. Uh, it's like taking a shot. It's not even like, what's the right tail of Josh Dobbs? Uh, that would this would be an incredible quote if Josh Dobbs goes on to to leave the Cardinals to, to see, like what's the right tail of Josh Dobbs? It's nothing, right? Like Max, he's like the twenty fifth best quarterback in the NFL, and that's generous. Like I don't think we'll ever get a lower variance bet than that, which is precisely why it's it's my highest bet I've ever placed. Yeah, I mean the right tail of Josh Dobbs is making a start in Week One for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, is, exactly. That, that is the right. So just to provide a frame of reference uh, for people, we're throwing out these numbers that kind of are floating in the ethos without any anchor to it. The average NFL team scored 370 points last year, um, but only 13 teams were above 390. Uh, I mentioned that the total number, the 12,500, that would be an average of 390. So that overall is a super high number. And then as Arjun, Arjun uh, as uh, Judah points out, um, you know, the, the Cardinals are right below kind of an NFL average from last season. And yeah, we can make fun of Kingsborough all we want. He throws the football a ton, lines up an empty, which is going to stop the clock. And DeAndre Hopkins, a healthy Zach Ertz, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it, it is a crazy line. And I, as we are actually, if you, if you needed more incentive to join the printing press discord, this, this is, uh, this is one, right? Cause if you're waiting to listen to this podcast, there's a chance that this has already been snapped up. So um, you want to make sure that you're, that you're in the discord to get um, a, a look at it. Is this saying, I mean, you mentioned this, I think at the, at the outset, Brad, like, is there a macro trend that we are not privy to or that we are not thinking of that is going to create a, an environment for scoring this year? I really can't think of one. Like it first came to mind. I thought of, oh, remember they were reviewing the def defensive pass interference, like even any little intricacy like that, that carried over into this season. Look, maybe the NFL, it could be more of like a conspiracy type thought of the NFL scoring was down last year. They even asked like Rich McKay, who I think was the president or I don't know. I don't know his title, but it is an important person in the NFL. They asked Tom Brady about it last year. Like, Maybe they want to increase scoring just like every sports league wants to increase scoring. But in terms of rule changes or bylaws or anything like that, that has been made public, I, I cannot find anything. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, so you said average is about 370. Um, that there's some interesting, so total season scoring, you set out DraftKings 12,495 and a half under minus 110. I like that. That's what you're, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. Um, what other ones? So I'll, I'll read off a few that are, that are just interesting here and then we can get into, to some of the other ones that we like. So the aforementioned Cardinals three thirty and a half. Um, the, the Falcons are three seventy six and a half, which I think is a decent comp uh, where the Texans are Houston Texans 347 and a half. So 16 and a half points more than the Cardinals. Um, you go down, I think the Chiefs are at the top of the list, 472 uh, and a half. The Buffalo Bills um, at 446 and a half. So that the gap there is pretty, pretty significant between the Chiefs and, and everybody else. Um it's a shame that they're not uh, that Vegas is not high enough on on the great Jimmy G three seventy six and a half for the Raiders Cowboys four thirty three and a half forty nine ers four twenty four and a half um, and the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, 
342 and a half. What other ones do we like here? I, I didn't mention um, a few of the other bad teams. Curious if you think those are too high as well. Judah. Yeah. I mean, the way I'm like framing this is if a team reaches this point total, where would that finish in the 2021 and 2022 seasons? It's as if they'll like say, will this team be, as we said, like the 21st best offense? I think the Texans is also way too high. Uh, this would be a team, mm-hmm. if they scored their 348 points, it would be 19th both in 2022 and 2021. Uh, not to mention that uh, we've got a rookie quarterback. We can talk all about the expectations there. Uh, this is a team that is going to run the ball a ton. Uh, they also have more downside risk, I think, than upside risk. Right? This is not a team that's built to score 30 to 40 points in a game. That's not happening. More likely is they face a good defense and, and score three or seven points in a game, right? Fewer than 10 points. This is the the average for the points per game here uh, would be a little bit above 20, I believe. Um, we have way more downside risk than we do upside risk. And again, it's just like, what are the expectations of uh, a CJ Stroud-led offense with a rookie offensive coordinator, not a ton of talent. I mean, their, their wide receiver one is Nico Collins right now and like the corpse of Robert Woods. Like, I think the Texans can surprise people relative to expectation, but that expectation is like 28th best team in the league. Uh, it's certainly not the 20th best offense. Uh, I, I really don't see how this this market is uh is pricing in these these totals uh 347 is way too steep for me yeah so so one thing to add on there and it ties into one that i like and it is on your list but you sent about a dozen so i don't feel too bad for for snagging it Uh, actually i'm grateful you sent the whole list over but one thing i'm also thinking too is you know we know our guy pff bobby bobby slowick is the offensive coordinator in houston they were bottom half in the nfl in in uh, pace of play last year and another team i find interesting here is the tampa bay buccaneers at 343 and a half uh, their new offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, comes over from Seattle, also bottom half, looks like bottom 10 in the NFL in pace of play last year, whereas Tampa Bay was first. They ran the most plays in the entire NFL with Tom Brady um, and still came below, I think, this number. They uh, came below the average as I was calculating the average, but they may have even came below uh, this number for next year. And so you have probably a slower offense with fewer plays uh, in the preseason. They were number one in play action. They were dead last last year. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense. They have, you know, game script against the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons, teams that will probably throw a parade if they score 25 points in a game at any point this season. Um, I love the Buccaneers under as well. I mean, I am a little bit uh, of the belief that Baker is being um, you know, thrown out, thrown out a little bit early, put out the pasture a little bit early. I could see him doing okay. He has some talent at the receiver position, but but generally, I do agree. I mean, the uh, honestly, the teams that are the, the the Cardinals look really really bad. I am nervous. I want Anthony Richardson to be good. I am nervous about the Colts. I think you could just as easily take a look at the Colts and go man, like what's going to happen there? I think that Anthony Richardson has to basically be a one-man offensive machine with his legs or else they could be diabolically bad. And he's been very inaccurate. His his accuracy has not been <laughs> super great during the uh, during the preseason. So that was another one that, that really stuck out to me. Are there any overs that you guys like? Yeah, I was going to jump in here. Uh, with the Niners over 424, your your Niners, George. Uh, oh, that would have been the 15th best offense in the NFL in 2021 and the 7th best last year. And obviously there's some variance here. 
uh, with with only two years of data. Uh, I think this is almost the the opposite of uh, the Cardinals bet, which is, or excuse me, it's the same logic as the Cardinals bet, which is that the variance for the Niners is so low because the quarterback position I don't think matters that much. So like even if Purdy goes down, even uh, I mean maybe if Arnold goes down, uh, goes goes down as well, it will it will matter. Uh, but like this offense is basically quarterback agnostic. Uh, they've, they've hit this total each of the past two years. They've got all of the weapons in the world, a good offensive line. Kyle Shanahan isn't getting injured. Uh, he's the most important piece here. Uh, I think that number is just, it's 20 points too low, frankly. We all know the reasons that the, the Niners offense should be good. Uh, I don't need to list those. And, and the price does not reflect the, a top unit. Are you, it's funny, I was talking to, um, I went on, I don't know if anyone here knows Tim Murray, good guy that um, works in the uh, has worked in the betting space for a while um, and does a great show on VEASAN that, that records at Circus Sportsbook. And um, I hopped on and chatted with him and, and uh, Sean King. Um, and I was talking about what we had spoken about a couple episodes ago about what the PFF metrics are that kind of are leading indicators of, you know, certain kinds of bets that you can make talking about interceptions, of course, with the uh, with the interception over unders, and he brought up Brock Purdy, and I think that's a really interesting one that he really got away with a lot of throws last year. Um, small sample size, but like you know, he did get away with a decent number of throws, and I actually think that that can help this narrative. Right, he throws a few more picks, the other teams score a few more points. The Niners have to score some points. I think what this number is saying is that the Niners defense is going to continue to be really elite. What did we talk about a couple of episodes ago? If you are trying to bank on a defense being elite, you should probably think again, right? And so, you know, I think it's an interesting one where everyone's just expecting the Niners defense to be super, super, super elite. Everyone's expecting Purdy to come back and just kind of run it back. And, and I think there's a chance that that defense is really good, but not elite. And that Brock Purdy maybe comes back to, to earth in terms of throwing interceptions. I don't think that means that he will be afraid of pushing the ball down the field. I don't think it means their offense will cease to be efficient, but it probably creates a, an environment for more scoring. Um, that's me talking myself into betting the over on my team. So take that with yeah. what you will. I, I think it's an interesting point. The layer I'd add to that is uh, it's true that Brock Purdy got away with a lot of interceptions, but that's also the areas in which quarterbacks get better, right? It's their, it's their decision-making. It's their rate of throwing into open and tight windows. So like, we should also reasonably expect Purdy to get better in that area. And like what was true of his rookie season is not necessarily going to be true in his sophomore season. Uh, though I will agree that like, if anything, that's actually a, a net positive uh, for, for this bet in specific, just to create better scoring environments. Um, and even if it, Sam Darnold, like it, it doesn't matter. The Niners are going to be good. They're going to stop their opponents. We've seen them put up 40 plus, uh, multiple times. They're going to have those games where they, they run for 200 yards. Uh, I love this bet. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. Brad, any overs that you like? Unfortunately, New York, I can't even see the market. So we'll, we'll circle back if there's any I love at a later date. You hate to see that. Um, before we uh, before we close out, we did a kind of short pod here. Um, we have a, a surprise. I don't think we want to tell. I don't know. Do you guys want to let the people know what's what's coming for them on Sunday? Do we want to just keep it a surprise? What do you think? I mean, Brad already I alluded to it. 
Yeah, I, I did yeah. unfortunately yeah. have a, a Freudian slip of sorts, but I don't know. If that's the full giveaway, so I, I think we keep them. Uh, we keep them guessing. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, what I can tell the good people about um, is uh, where you can go bet. That is DraftKings. The college football slate has started now. Some people may skip the the ad reads. Hopefully, you don't skip my delightful ad reads. One of the things that I'm telling you about is that uh, college football green line that gives you uh, a nuanced take as if you've watched every single snap, even though you haven't, on every college football game that's out there. It is the only reason that I bet college football. I don't watch any college football, but I can go and, and place a bet anytime I want because of the PFF product, college football green line, which is live. You can go check out uh, where our models sit for every single game that is out there in week one. And then you can go bet it on DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. They will give you $200 in bonus bets instantly when you use promo code PFF to sign up. It is just that simple. Um, so go get a PFF Plus subscription, get yourself access to College Greenline. By the way, I will tell you this, um, that you'll want to get your subscription before the season starts. You'll get a little bit of a deal there um, and, uh, and be in good shape for, for the entire year. But go download the DraftKings app. DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Get $200 in bonus bets if you have not yet signed up. Um, just place one single $5 bet on college football. There are plenty for you to choose from on PFF.com. Okay, this is the part that you could skip over. This is me reading the paragraph about uh, what every betting read has to have. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit www.100gambler.net. Great website. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Brad, if you call that number or text it, maybe you can ask them to show you the markets so that you can um, you know, that you can actually gamble. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. That's 888-789-7777. I don't know if there's anyone even in Connecticut or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. That's apparently in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, in case you're wondering. CDKNG.co uh, slash football for eligibility. There's no M in that. It's .co. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions. Uh, they do apply. All right. We're not telling people the surprise. One of the surprises on Sunday. Um, but I did want to let uh, the people know that if you are uh, joining our Discord, you have an opportunity to play with us in the Circa Millions contest, which is exciting. Um, so we figured out a way. We'll talk about it more on Sunday. We figured out a way to get everyone involved. Um, if you have not played that contest before, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun, but some of you may not want to spend $1,000 and go on a trip to Vegas to sign up. So... Uh, we're going to make sure that we can get all the people involved um, and going. I I asked this group last time about strategies for for picking those games, and I was wondering if there were any more that you guys have thought of as you've been ruminating on uh, our impending domination of the uh, of the contest here. Not really. I I was trying to think of some teams where I feel like we have a different view than the market that we might you know, kind of benefit from. And I, you know, just kind of in summary, like who, as you look back and you're now looking at the market and kind of looking ahead, who do you think we have maintained either being higher or lower on kind of most uh, acutely versus where the market is at? 
I think Atlanta jumps out as a team that we're lower on. Um, I, I think I, I like fading them as a favorite because then they are going to win some games, but I don't think they're going to cover spreads very often. And I'm just speaking for myself here, but I, I think I'm higher on the Steelers than than maybe the market is at this point. Yeah, I actually think, uh, George, that's that's a great way of looking at it, uh, especially right, if you're thinking about futures and the, the utility of you know tying up your money for, for a long time. Obviously, that Cardinals bet not applied. I mean, it's like free money, I think. Um, but uh, a great way to kind of attack uh, teams you are higher on is exactly as you say, like early in the season, betting them uh, against the spread, uh, you know, which is to say like if, if a team is being priced as the 25th best, then you think they're 20th best or whatever, use your uh, some sort of metrics. It's a great way of doing it. Uh, Brad, I totally agree with you on the Steelers. Uh, I think uh, much higher uh, on them, I'm way lower on the Broncos, uh, way higher on the Raiders. Perfect uh, match for week one there already. Absolutely love that bet. Uh, I will I'll be playing the, the Raiders alts there. As it currently stands, the Broncos are four-point favorites. I'm really not sure how this number is uh, past three. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of teams uh, will get a sense early and, like, paying attention to market adjustments also, I think, especially early in the season. Uh, of basically saying like, is the market clinging to their their offseason prior? Are they adjusting to new information? And then evaluating that and saying like, is it warranted? Is it not? Uh, but being able to kind of source where that change in price is coming from, and then kind of having your own input and saying like, I disagree or agree, I think provides a ton of value, especially early in the season. Uh, it's something to keep in mind for, for the first four weeks of Sergal, which is itself its own its own contest. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, each four weeks is its own contest, which is cool. Um, I, I also think, I forget if one of you guys mentioned it last time, but I was thinking about this a lot, which is, you know, that team, whatever team is like the worst team, you know, kind of halfway through the season that people think is just completely out to lunch, they're dead in the, in the water, and they just start getting priced way below where they should be, I think is another kind of potential um, opportunity there. But the the point is like, you can't win this contest unless you get lucky, but how do you give yourself the opportunity to get lucky? How do you kind of pinpoint some of those themes that if you do get right and you continue to ride them, you can, you can pick up some, uh, some juice. I, I agree with the Steelers. And this is a turnaround for me because I've, I've notoriously been a Steelers hater. Um, but I worry that they're becoming a little popular as well. Um, you know, I, I do another team that, that I would say that, um, that I think I'm a little bit lower on, but it seems like a lot of people are very high on are the giants. Um, now week one, I believe they're actually, are they getting three and a half? Just three at home against the Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure that's the spot, uh, necessarily that. Um, although I have, uh, the, the great Eric eager and I have benefited from taking the Cowboys against the giants as a lock of the week in uh, week one. In fact, that was our first ever lock of the week. Uh, we didn't think we'd ever lose a bet after watching that game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we correctly called the demise of Eli Manning. New York giants fans were apoplectic. And then of course it happened live in front of everybody. Um, but that's one team, uh, that does, that does come to mind. Um, you know, just to me kind of looking at, at those week one lines. Um, the the other one that I'm interested in your guys' opinion on is I think because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, 
there's this belief that they are maybe a little bit more invincible than they have been. And I'm wondering if we see a bit, especially without Chris Jones, a regression to the chiefs that never cover. And like that could be one that maybe the market we've seen them be, you know, slow to adjust on the chiefs before. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I know it's one defensive player, but I think you could argue he's the most valuable. I mean, he's arguably the deep defensive player of the year last year, certainly in the conversation. Um, real quick, I'm answering the first thing you mentioned, but to the Steelers' point, I think you've seen the overhype, I guess, to a degree, play out in real time where they were catching a full field goal. They're now plus two. And that, uh, what else is that tied to? Like, we know Purdy's healthy. If anything, there's been enough positivity out of San Fran. Like, look, Nick Bosa is going to be there. He's going to play, I would imagine. It almost is like training camp hype videos of George Pickens making one-handed snags has moved this spread a point because I can't really think of another, you know, rational reason for why it has moved. Huh, that's interesting. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I also had that one circled. Uh, as a, a pretty uh, confusing line to me, um, which is like, there's a lot of projection that goes into the the Steelers. Uh, just like, if Kenny Pickett's good, and like they have all these pieces, but it's a lot of ifs. Uh, and I mean, we just talked about the, the kind of low variance nature of the Niners. Uh, I don't think these two teams should be separated by two points, especially given what we know now. Like, would it be at all shocking if the Niners defense completely swarms Kenny Pickett and like, this is like a classic 31, 13, uh, nine. Like the Steelers could be good, but the Niners can be in a totally different class right now. And they're getting a lot of respect, uh, especially if we haven't seen it. Like I'm all for the Steelers, you know, futures, but I, I don't see it in week one, given what we know now. Yeah, now we're getting the juices flowing. I'm getting excited for week one. So we're talking about a two-point spread, not them, but Browns plus two and a half, Packers plus one and a half. I think I have my, my eyeballs on the first Wong yeah. of the 2023 oh, yeah. season, potentially. We're getting there. The juices are flowing. I was, I, I'm was. i getting excited as well. Um, the, the Wong teaser, the feeling of a good Wong teaser is hard to beat. By the way, Greenline uh, is live on PFF.com, so you can go check out where our models sit. Our main man, PFF Moo, is currently doing a uh, a little sprucing up. He's going to be – he's he's getting his hands dirty in there. And um, he's got some really cool things cooked up. Um, we actually have a PFF ELO metric that um, that we use. And he is creating a, a couple of other um, kind of spins on it to kind of broaden our, um, our feature set, which is really exciting and very cool. Don't want to give too much – um, but uh, I'm looking forward to to the work that he's doing there. So go get yourself uh, a look, a sneak peek of that. I got to say, Brad, that one of my initial takes in looking at the model results and also looking at the games and the spreads was, I don't know that I'm ready to buy into the Chicago Bears quite yet. You and me both, my friend, you and me both. I'm telling you right now, I, I'm not going to be hurt by the Packers beating them in week one because I, I just expect it with every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. I'm excited it's, now yeah. for for the Sunday night show where Brad is just distraught. He, yeah, you can you can prepare all you want, but you when can the Bears yeah you lose can <laughs> a, a crushing 17-13 game, and you realize the season's done. Justin Fields isn't that good. I I foresee it, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I can feel it in my blood. You uh, won't have to wait too long. Um, we are just a couple of weeks away. Um, so join us on Sunday. Sunday night is going to be an awesome. It is going to be a great episode. The lineup that we've got, the the 
group that we've got for this season is an absolute treat. I don't even know that I really belong, but I'm excited to be along for the ride um, to bet with these fellows, to bet with everyone that listens, all the members of the, of the discord. It's going to be a great, a great time. So join us on Sunday. We'll talk about the contest. Uh, there'll be a surprise. We'll talk about how the circuit millions is going to work. It's going to be a great episode. And then we're right back next week, a week from today, we will be right back in it, preparing for kickoff, getting our lock of the week ready, um, cooking up some SGPs and, uh, it's going to be a blast. So we'll talk to you then. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you.